What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we continue our traditional Thanksgiving episode and talk about six things that we're thankful for in Disney in 2023. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out at patreon.com slash deciphered where you can receive bonus content. Or you can support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions, email us disneydeciphered at gmail.com, tweet us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. American Thanksgiving for those of you who are U.S. listeners. It is our annual tradition starting in 2022 that we are going to do a Thanksgiving episode. Uh, You know, less people are listening to podcasts. You know, you're with family and stuff like that. So we just have a light and fun episode. You were not here for the start of the tradition, which... It's only officially becoming a tradition now, Leslie, because we have done it two years in a row. Uh, Leslie and I are each going to share three things that we're going to that we are thankful for, Disney wise, in 2023. So it's like kind of like a yearly uh, looking back at Disney and what we are thankful for. Before we dive in, just a reminder: we're on YouTube now, YouTube.com/slash at Disney Deciphered. Leslie wore a more fall, um, darker colors. You know, I think the green looks good for the fall uh, and Thanksgiving. <laughs> I am wearing a random blue shirt. So you can check that out. <laughs> check us out on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to us there. What what a what an amazing advertisement, Leslie. You can see us sitting at our you know, kitchen and tables and desks wearing fall colors. You yes. know, because well, people of us, look to us for Disney fashion advice. <laughs> one of us wearing fall colors. One of us wearing fall colors. All right, so let's get into it. We each brought three things. Leslie, uh, why don't you kick us off? What are you thankful for Disney-wise in 2023? All right, this is going to probably be a little bit of a surprising one, but I am thankful in 2023 for the incremental improvements that Disney has made to its IT. Now, I say incremental because this still isn't like a game-changing. There still are bugs. But since I'm focusing on the positive and not the negative, I do think things have gotten a lot better in 2023. It has been a very long time, Joe, since I have seen Stitch eat the page on the Disney website. I haven't seen that maybe all year, maybe at least in many, many months. And, you know, Disney did figure out like some of the weirdnesses with people needing to make annual pass reservations. And, you know, when they also had family members who were, Um, having regular park tickets. They added the modify lightning lane feature. And then there are lots of other little things that I noticed. Like I messaged you maybe like a few weeks ago when I was at Disneyland and I was like, hey, there's this little toggle button 
on the tip board where you can filter the attractions now. So you only see attractions that have lightning lane and not wait times for everything else. So like it's less scrolling. So these are like little changes, but it does add up to an improved guest experience. And it gives me hope that Disney is investing more in IT improvements and hopefully it'll just get better and better. Yeah, I totally agree. Another thing that was great was they have now made it easier to uh, add your friends and family. I don't know if you've tried this yet, Leslie, but last week when we were recording the Memory Maker episode, I went in to take some screenshots about linking friends and family and stuff like that. And now you can make yourself searchable so that if people know your email address, then they can find it. And it, it's like less, you know, there's like a whole, there, whatever, it works. <laughs> Damning with faint praise, I guess, but it works like you would expect the whole entire system to work as opposed to how it worked last year. So Disney is really improving their IT. I think the other nice thing, honorable mention for what to be thankful for is last year I was re-listening to the episode and we were still talking a lot about like getting back to normal and things like that. Now we can focus on the things that are really important like Disney IT because as of last year, things were mostly back to normal and you know we can just focus on the minutia now. So uh, that's an honorable mention for what to be thankful for. But yeah, I agree with you. Disney IT is on the upswing. I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't go so far to say is it's good yet, but even stuff like they've implemented virtual waiting rooms that has, ha has helped with the whole, I know Oogie Boogie Bash was still a mess, but uh, you know, they just recently released the half off tickets and kids dining plan. And so on the Disney travel agents website, they implemented one of those virtual queues run. Disney has been a little mess as well, but you know, these virtual queues have virtual queues. No, that's in the parks, but whatever you call it, the waiting rooms online, you know, ticket master type waiting rooms. So even stuff like that, they've been making improvements on. So that's a good thing to be thankful for. I agree. For sure. So Disney, if you're listening, please keep investing in it. Hire some of the smart people that are out there in the Twitter Disney sphere or whatever it is who are like pointing out these things and noticing, noticing these things and finding workarounds for these things because it does improve everybody's experience. And then if we can do it in the app, then Disney doesn't have to pay cast members to fix things for us. All right, Joe, what is your number one? What are you thankful for this year? I'm going in reverse order. This is my number three. But the first thing that I'm thankful for this year is, you know, it's Disney 100 and that is celebrating 100 years of storytelling. You know, those, uh, we've talked about it a few times, at least on the Patreon episodes, but those sizzle reels where they take stuff from all the different movies and like they combine them to, you know, and it ends in the Disney 100 thing. Like those were releasing the, this year and those were amazing. But it's just kind of like reminded me this year that Disney is all about storytelling. And I thought they've done a great job with their content this year. As like this instant, last year, I think I said the same thing, same type of thing. But I guess it is good because Disney should be based on stories. Um, and I remember last year, I think I talked about Andor. This year, the Loki finale, it really, uh, really brought to a close. It was a character arc that spanned all the way from the first Thor. So it's like over a decade. And so I thought it was really well done. And by the time you're listening to this, Wish will be out. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, I think it's going to be good. Like I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to Wish. And I think that's going to be a real home run, at least a triple. So just uh, really happy with Disney's content and what they've been doing and just really appreciate the storytelling. And I think that also has 
has and will continue to find its way into the park. Now that we're living in this world where um, I think it was on Disney Dish, they were saying that any attraction that's not IP-based is not even going to make the long list anymore, right? So if everything's going to be IP-based, then I'm glad that Disney has gotten back to storytelling. And, you know, it's been awesome to celebrate 100 years of it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I should say we did not share our t- our three choices in advance. And this is an excellent segue into my number two. You didn't quite steal my number two, but you set it up perfectly. So what I'm thankful for in uh, 2023 is that I feel like this has been a year where Disney has really doubled down on nostalgia. And even more than that, they've doubled down on a couple of the things that make Disney unique and a little bit weird. And Disney 100 is part of that. Like, you know, seeing like all of this grand storytelling over the course of 100 years in that in that video that made us both cry, like that set it up. But I think I'm seeing that in the parks and I'm seeing that in the IPs that Disney is choosing to elevate like wondrous journeys at disneyland was amazing like that was one of the best um, nighttime spectaculars if not the best that i've ever seen and that was focusing on sort of that core that nostalgia that disney has but i'm seeing it in other little things like right right now the adventureland treehouse is debuting at the disneyland resort and that's going back like to Swiss Family Robinson, right? You know, they had Tarzan for a while, the new IP that nobody really cared about. And now they're returning to the roots. And I saw that even too at like the Disneyland Hotel Villas, you know, new new construction, yeah, like whatever. But all of the theming that was built into that felt so classic Disney and felt like a throwback, even though it was this new building. So I, maybe I'm seeing this more at Disneyland because like that's where all the history is and I'm feeling it. But, you know, you see it too, it, even in the Disney Treasure announcements, like, we're going to have Jungle Cruise stuff. We're going to have 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea stuff. It's the stuff that's a little weird, like the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Like, this is like the legacy of like the Joe Rodies and the Tim Burtons who have worked for, for Disney in, in our lifetime. So figment, right? This is all getting, this is exciting for me. Yeah, I was about to say, Disney just had this like cryptic figment walking into the Imagineering building thing. Uh, They've been doing a good job on social media, by the way, uh, this year as well. So, you know, who knows what they're going to do with figment. But I think over the last few years, they've realized that figment was like a big hit. And I agree, leaning into the nostalgia has been good. And and also, it's not in a way because sometimes you can lean into nostalgia in a way that like doesn't leave room for new characters and growth. I think that especially this year, you know, I mentioned wish already. Obviously, Disney is putting more promotion. They're putting more. It was a different time, and Encanto ended up going viral in its own way. But you know, there was like no promotion for Encanto. But with the Wish, you know, you keep seeing it. Like my kids, we were listening to. For those of you who know the podcast, The Big Fib, which our very own Leslie Harvey from Trips with Tykes was a guest on one time. You know, on The Big Fib, we're hearing Wish commercials. So it's it's Disney. They have definitely leaned into the nostalgia for the old fans, but they're still leaving room for new characters and new fans. So I I do feel like they've done a good balance this year. Yeah. So more to come. I'm excited to see what, you know, wish it holds in store and then what the treasure ultimately looks like when it debuts. And I'm excited for, you know, maybe the next round of announcements, especially watching what's coming in Luminous very shortly. Well, you have set me up perfectly. My second thing that I'm thankful for, um, you know, that meme online, Leslie, where like, it's like a text and it's like, it's so over. And then we are so back, you know, for me, Disney 
nighttime spectaculars, we are so back. Like, I feel like Disney has really um, come back. I liked Enchantment. And in fact, we are so back. Like, Enchantment is going to still be shown sometimes. Uh, next year, they announced that it'll be shown at some of the after hours parties. But Enchantment is gone uh, for the regular fireworks happily ever after is back so that's like we're literally so back but also you referenced it already wondrous journeys is a really great you know i didn't even see the show with i saw it separately right i saw the fireworks from the hotel and i saw the projections from inside disneyland i never saw them at the same time because it was too windy on that day but you know even from what i saw just already one of my favorite soundtracks the original song is great like right up there with happily ever after maybe better than happily ever after and then i'm really excited for luminous as well so i love a nighttime spectacular and i feel like disney i'm really thankful for just you know it feels like they've course corrected on it and still i saw someone who tweeted they had worked on both enchantment and happily ever after and they they had a nice thread about like some special things that they had worked on on each of the things on each of the spectaculars and you know the reality is i think enchantment is pretty good Um, it's just not it wasn't you know it just wasn't happily ever after but i'm also glad that they're still you know gonna be showing enchantment every once in a while so that that work you know people put so much work into it and like it would have been sad for it to just be gone after 16 months i wish they could have done something similar with harmonious but of course with uh, stargates you know that there was nowhere to put those so there was a physical issue there but with things like enchantment it's great that that could still be there. So I'm really happy with the nighttime spectaculars still haven't seen happily ever after yet since it's come back and super excited for luminous as well. All right. Well, yeah, I'm thankful, even though I'm not much of a, of a show and nighttime spectacular fan, I'm thankful for them as well because you know, I watch them now. <laughs> They're better. That's great. We, so. we call that, we call that growth, <laughs> Leslie. We call that character growth. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, my third and final is a little bit of an under the table thankfulness. And this isn't part of the tradition, Joe, because like I did last year have a little bit of an under the table, like both a criticism and a thankfulness. But I am thankful this year for Bob Iger's struggles because it hasn't been the glorious golden boy coming home and fixing everything or, you know, it's like, oh, we can blame it all on JPEG. Like, I think because he's struggling we are seeing that there are some fundamental things that need fixing within Disney. It's not just about the leadership or who's at the helm. It's about needing to course correct. And he's seeing that now and he's responding to that. And I think for a while there was Disney taking the parks for granted. And, you know, now there's been this announcement that Disney is going to be investing a lot more in the parks. They're realizing it's a moneymaker for them. And if it's going to continue to be a moneymaker, then they need to invest in it. Now, we don't know what's coming yet, and we're hoping it's going to be some some bigger things. We're still at the very early planning stages, but, but I hope and, and suspect that these things are coming. And so he's listening to the feedback from guests, you know, things like Harmonious being shelved because it wasn't popular park lifting of park hopper time restrictions at Disney World getting rid of theme park reservations in 2024 um getting rid rid of parking fees those are all things that are incremental improvements that are a result of listening to the guests and improving the park experience so i think there's a silver lining in this transitional moment and the other bob being back in charge means it's more likely i hope to be executed on but maybe that's a pollyanna kind of approach I am also going to be very thankful when that book is finally written. Like, I just can't wait to read it. I'm currently reading um, 
Joanna Robinson and Dave Gonzalez from The Ringer wrote a book about just the history of the MCU. You might like it, Leslie. I know that your husband isn't the biggest MCU fan. This might give him fodder for, you know, just because it's it's all about how like the business evolved and like how that all came about. It's fascinating just to see how, you know, and it has been wildly successful. So fascinating to see how successful or how they got to be that successful. Like some random things happened to make that happen, but then also to see, you know, it's struggling a little bit now and, you know, how we've gone to that place. The book about the two bobs, that, that's what you should call it, whoever is writing it, the two bobs. Maybe that's too corny, but, you know, I think it's going to be great. And I, I agree. I think Bob Iger, it not being easy is going to force the company to grow and to evolve. And I think that's only a good thing. Like, you know, we can't, it just no company can stay stagnant and keep, its fans happy. And so I think it is painful in the short term, but hopefully in the long term, it will end up being better for Disney fans. All right, Joe, well, why don't you bring us home? What's your third and final? All right. Third and final is a bit of a bittersweet one, but I am very thankful that my two kids and I got to experience the Galactic Star Cruiser this year, still trying to put together a spoiler-filled kind of story thing about the Star Cruiser. I haven't been able to get that put together yet. I'm trying to put together a team, and it's become proved more difficult than expected. But really, ultimately ended up being a swing and a miss just for, you know, speaking of books, that would be an interesting book to read as well, just the whole development behind it and things like that. But for what it was, I mean, it is, you know, one of the best Disney experiences we ever had. We still talk about it. I think, I can't remember, something came up. Um, I don't know if it was, we were listening to Heroes of the Halcyon, which is like a Star Cruiser super fans podcast, or it came up or, um, and my son was like, oh, every time I think about the Star Cruiser, I'm sad that it closed, you know, because it really was uh, an amazing experience. Too expensive, and it had to be that expensive because of the way it was designed, but also, I like I've yeah, copium is the term that they use on the internet these days. I feel like a lot of Star Cruiser fans are taking a little bit of copium and telling themselves that Disney is going to take the lessons that they learned from Star Cruiser and you know either build a similar experience, but that is like on a scale that it can be more accessible to more people, but still almost as good, or take some of that tech and move it into other aspects of uh, the parks or even their hotels. Um, there is a AI robot that you talk to um, that's very good. It's like way more responsive than Alexa or Siri. And, you know, like you could imagine that kind of finding its way into a hotel or something like that. Um, and so I am taking a little bit of the copium and expecting that, uh, Really, I think that they learned a lot of lessons from the whole entire Galactic Star Cruiser experience. And whenever they decide to apply those lessons, it's going to provide great experiences for families and nerds alike. So really thankful that we got to do it. I mean, that was a great trip with my kids that we'll always remember. And so that's what I'm going to end our Thanksgiving episode with. All right. Well, I am glad that you got to do it as well. If only one of us could do it, you were the, the right call. And so I can forever live vicariously through your experience without having spent the $6,000. So there you go. We <laughs> there should you also go. mention, 
<laughs> we should also mention, I mean, we, we, this was one of our choices last year. We are as always thankful for the cast members who are continuing to battle through these struggles that we've talked about here and giving excellent customer service because I've certainly experienced that firsthand. And we are thankful for our listeners because you guys have been great. How long have we been at this, Joe? Are we like almost at the six year mark? Is that right? I think so. I think 2024 will be six years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for subscribing on YouTube because it's been a fun experiment recording video this year. And I think we're going to continue it in 2024 and hopefully uh, keep growing there. So tell your friends. Yeah, we just need one video to go viral, and then we're going to be all set. Yeah, and of <laughs> course, thank you to our Patreon supporters. Um, we really appreciate it. We know that this year, and I mean, we've talked about it on Patreon, but we know that we've been less uh, consistent with the content this year. It has been a little bit of a crazy year for us, um, but we really appreciate your support despite all that and uh, the little community that we have. Disney, do or don't. Leslie, I think I will end with another. Opium came from, originally it was Hopium. And by the way, just so you know, but I will end with a positive hopium type Disney do or don't everything like on social media, all the negative stuff, like notice Jollywood nights did not make our Thanksgiving list this year, Leslie, that did not go well. And on social media and just in the general zeitgeist, when things go badly for Disney, that is what is going to receive the most energy, the most attention. My Disney do or actually my Disney don't is don't fall into that. Do focus on the positive aspects of Disney. Um, you know, I've had a ton of clients this year have amazing trips at, uh, with memories that will last a lifetime for their families. I know you and myself, we both had trips with our families this year that we'll, we won't forget and we'll always have in our memory bank. So do think about what you're thankful for Disney wise, because it's still you know, a huge part of your and my life, Leslie. And if you're listening to this episode, probably part of your life as well. So always get to think about what you're thankful for Disney wise. Well said, Joe. We're not a cult though. Okay. Disney, <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't, we don't a bow at the altar. Of Iger. Yeah. We are a little bit of a cult. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Anyway, thank you again, everyone for listening. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you in the States or wherever you are. If you're celebrating Thanksgiving, Thank you, Leslie, as always, for taking the time to talk to me and for another fun year of podcasting. And other than that, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I said that already, but I'll just keep going. Thankful for my flubs. And I will see you next year in 2024 with another backhanded thank you compliment. Thanks, Joe.